Hey friends, Jordan here. Just wanted to give you a quick preamble before we get into the episode. This is episode 100. After multiple false starts, it is actually here. However, because it's Jordan Kate, it was not without some hiccups. One, we did not mention at all where you could see the accompanying video that goes with this episode. That is at youtube.com slash geekdownpod. You can find it on there. As well, something just kind of happened with the audio and the normal rich audio fidelity you've come to expect from the geek down just kind of wasn't there i've tried to clean it up the best i can but i am many things and an audio engineer is not one of them so doesn't quite live up to our normal standards and despite how calm i sound right now i'm actually somewhat mortified and didn't want to put it up at all but caitlin told me to not be too quote jordan about it so sometimes you just have to let it go and fly out into the universe Audio problems notwithstanding, hope you enjoy the episode regardless. Thank you so much for hanging with us for the past 100 episodes, and we look forward to what we can continue to bring you. So with that, let's get into it. This is Geek Down 100. I'm Jordan Ferguson. I'm Danny Gillen. This is Geek Down 100. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of these microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. Thank you for joining us, friends. It's Geek Down 100. I'm very excited and also very warm now. <laughs> yeah, we're really hot now. We should not exert ourselves doing, yeah, doing things. And if you're wondering, why are you hot? If you're just listening to this, like, what's going on? Why are you hot? Why are you, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Uh, there's a corresponding video to go along with this podcast. There is, and if you're not watching it, you're basically the worst. What are you doing with, with life. your life? You should be finally we dolled up. I, I keep on trying to not look at myself, and I swear I'm really trying. It's just I got to make sure my bangs are okay, and that my double chin is not showing. Got to make sure the double chin is not showing. I got to make sure my sweater's down, and I don't look oh. like a hunchback. I got a bow tie on. I look like I'm in Boys to Men. <laughs> I look like I'm a 30-year-old white woman, which, <laughs> there we go. Good job. Thanks. Well done. Thanks. This is the Geek Down Podcast. If you're new to this endeavor and you're like, what is happening? I just, I just got here. I'm in the middle of a party. You need to get caught up. There's a few ways you can do that. SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. Give us a follow on there. You will get a notification every time a new episode goes live as well at the podcast. Not, not iTunes. Not iTunes. Not, a, not iTunes. Yes, we're old, and it took us forever to figure like this out. But it's Apple Podcasts. It's Apple Podcasts. If while you're at SoundCloud, you see a little button that says subscribe. When you do that, you go to Apple Podcasts. If you hit subscribe again, that's it. That's it. You're done. Episodes just come to you. Magically. They're delivered. Magically to you. If you are like. You guys are amazing. Congratulations on making it to the 100th episode. We have a few ways you can do that as well. Yes, um, one of them being uh, Twitter. Uh, we're at GeekDownPod. Um, no one's ever seen this live before, before so this is going to be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, at, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Instagram, which mm-hmm. is also GeekDownPod. Yeah. Um, then, of course, there's our email. You can always send us an email, which is uh, GeekDownPod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, and finally... Uh, because again, we are old. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Facebook. There's Facebook. Which is www.facebook.com 
forward slash. Keep getting hot. Didn't that just look so good? I, I don't know. I'm and trying not to seven, look at myself. 720 PhD. <laughs> You're that, like, wow, her face really is thick. Those are all the ways you can get in contact with us. You can see Caitlin's giant moon face. Again, <laughs> trying not to look as I do this with my giant moon face. Uh, we just got back from a celebratory breakfast. From at, Harry's. At our usual Harry's yes. Charworld. Very busy today. Here in Parkdale. Toronto's Parkdale neighborhood. Um, what did you, what do you want to fire that up now? Or what do you want? No, no. I think we should, I don't know. I think maybe we should talk about the Geek Down a little bit first. You want to talk about the Geek Down first? Yeah. What do, you want, what do you want to say about the Geek Down? I don't know. Just like, welcome to anyone who this is your, the, the, your first time. Um, Chauncey will, I'm sure, will have uh, loved caressingly put um, the Geek Down podcast into your ear and eyeball this time. If that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, you don't know who Chauncey is. That's fine. Go back to old episodes and you're find new. out about Chauncey. If you're new. You don't know who Chauncey is. No. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I just like congratulations to us. Kind of. Congratulations to us. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like... I mean, technically, this is, like, episode 103 or 104. <laughs> we had our... We had a bunch of our uh, false starts because we are perfectionists. Yeah, it's a problem. And also, I was, like, you know, deathly ill. It was sad. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I just think we kind of did an awesome thing. We did do an awesome thing. And, I mean, you're pulling out all of my, uh, my, my end of show talking now. But, I mean, okay. I'll do all we that do, now. We can do the front and the back end. We're rebels like that. We can do whatever we want. Sorry, say that. I got too many things to juggle. I got too many things to juggle because I look at the Instagram live while Caitlin's talking, and then I don't hear what Caitlin's talking, and I realize this is a video, and people are going to see me going. <laughs> Instead of well, sometimes when I'm talking, doing the just speaking into the microphone, he'll look at his phone. <laughs> he'll like not pay attention to what I'm saying at all in any way. I'm just so used to the general like. <laughs> on anonymity of audio where I can just like listen jogging pants and a hoodie 90% of the time oh yeah here. yeah and I'm like wearing this shawl because I, you know I'm a, a chubby 30 year old so I'm just like more layers more layers well, but I'm actually really warm what I was going to say is so I was thinking about this this week yes. past three weeks what we've been yes, planning to do this. Planning. Um, and basically like I obviously have always had this, you know, impulse to be a storyteller. Yeah. Somehow. This is why I don't care about spoilers, really, because stories are my thing. I'm more interested in, like, I don't need to go, I don't need to go see the movie, I don't need to watch the show, I'm just curious about the story. I'll go on Wikipedia and be like, oh, how did they tell it? Oh, yeah. They told it all like the this. Yeah. Um, and I've all, so one, I've always been a storyteller, and B, I've always been really kind of enamored with the idea of radio. It's an only child, you know, Sitting in your room on a Saturday night because you have no friends and and listen to Prairie Home Companion. No, do not, do not, do not listen to Prairie Home Companion. That dude would grab your butt. It's not that dude anymore. <laughs> so you're fine. Um, and I just always really loved radio. And when podcasts became a thing, here's a little uh, deep cut for all the listeners. A little special 100 episode 100 deep cut. Not my first podcast. <gasps> I didn't even know. Oh, my God. another podcast? Oh, my God. Kate, Caitlin asked on Full HD. People, <laughs> people are going to love that. Um, not my first podcast. When I worked at a campus community newspaper way back in, like, 2004. Oh, oh you mean, like, 
the, the sort of the first type of podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, there was no SoundCloud. We had to, like, find some dude with a server. I don't even know what we were editing it on, but we had this idea that, like, we wanted to do a podcast. My, the editor-in-chief of the paper, who, I mean, he was a weird cat, but, I mean, shouts to him. He was kind of very forward-thinking, and he wanted to do a podcast. And he, back then, like, we got low-key shade from the campus radio station, and they didn't want to let us, like, use their studio. Because they were like, well, yeah, what do you do, radio? You guys do print. What are you talking about? Right. Um, and Podcasts are the future, guys. And we were the only, one of the only papers in Canada, definitely the only newspaper in like campus newspaper in Canada that had a podcast. Fresh right. out the gate. Shouts to the Lance in Windsor, Ontario. Hey, there you go. There's some history for you. So I always loved podcasts. And when that kind of ended and podcasts exploded, I knew it was always kind of something I wanted to do. And here are your gems. Not only dealing with takes, we deal with gems on this show. If you have any sort of creative impulse, I mean, you always start out by, you know, impersonating, imitating. Yes, of course. And... I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and there were podcasts that I liked, and the ones I liked best, I don't like the ones that are, like, super produced, I don't like the influx of, like, true crime podcasts lately. The ones I always liked best were just two people sitting around having a conversation. Right. Ideally, two people sitting around having a conversation who were very good friends. You know, I didn't like these podcasts where people were just kind of, like, thrown together, because you work here, and you work here, and you're kind of okay together, so go ahead. The ones I like best... Were like The Watch, Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwell. Those guys have been friends for years before they started doing the podcast. Same thing with Get Up On This with Matt and Jensen. So I wanted a podcast that sounded like that and had that kind of feel. And there was only ever one person I wanted to do it with. And that was this one. Because I just felt that these ridiculous conversations we would have <laughs> on the phone or via Facebook Messenger, I was like... Or occasionally at work. At work. Occasionally at work. Um, I was just thinking, like, man, somebody else has got to find this funny. And I knew we had a good gimmick with the whole, like, you know, you bring me something nerdy you like, and I bring you something nerdy I like, and then we watch it and we talk about mm -hmm. it. Um, did not expect in a million years that just, like, our personalities and our chemistry is what people would, like, gravitate to the most. Like, but when you think about it, like... That's really what people like about podcasts in general. I guess, yeah, right? You just want to hang with your friends. And it's just like that that meme that's like that me listening to podcasts, right? <laughs> All my friends are here. This <laughs> is just me next to a billboard. And I mean, that's not something I could have predicted. Like, I thought we'd find this nice little niche in like the nerd world, which we have done, but that niche now could care less about the back half of the show, they just want to hear us. I yeah. don't think that's always true. Not I always, mean, perhaps. I told, yeah, they love our chit-chat episodes, and really it should have been called Two People Talk About Stuff. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think that people do like what we have to say about what we bring each other and are interested in the, some of the stuff and um, some of the stuff they've never even thought about looking at before. And I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, the thing I will take from the show is, yes, I would love it if, you know, we had millions of listeners and made enough money to do this full time, <laughs> um, do this all the time. It is still growing. There are still things I want to do. But if it ended tomorrow, what the show has meant to, like, our friendship and our relationship is, like, I couldn't have predicted that. And it's I'm grateful for that more than any of the other. 
party time. And the uterus is like, hey, can I build stuff over here? And my ovaries are like, sure, we're going to make stuff out of it. We're going to upcycle. We're going to open our own store. Kate'sOvaries.etsy.com <laughs> for all your, here, have a sis. For all your urine lighting crafts. Yeah, and then of course the, the, the endometriosis itself is just like an old smoker. <laughs> hey, what are you kids doing? <laughs> Just your womb is just yellowed and <laughs> No, my womb apparently is fine. Oh, that's good. very healthy womb. Um, but like everything else is just a mess. It's just like my life. Um, but right now, I'm doing good. Today, today good. Today fantastic. This whole week I've been work's been crazy, but I've like been on top of it. Um it's always I always have a lot of pride when I can literally do six things at once um and get them all done. Um, and so I've been on it <clears throat> this week and I'm excited to be here to do, to do conundrums. I'm excited to have you and, and feeling, feeling so fresh. Yes. And healthy. And slightly tipsy. <laughs> Three sips. Three sips. She's got already. No, not yet. Eventually, but not yet. We will be. Oh, we oh will my be. God. Are we getting drunk? This <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. First time for everything. Whew. Man, that is. Whew. That is not my way, I will tell you that. It's getting a little warm, friend. Mm. Um, well, did I do anything fun happen this week? No, I just worked. Um, I Oh, uh, there is something important I did do. Mm. That'd be very um, important to you. Important to me. Yeah. Okay. I watched The Mummy. It's <laughs> not so the first time you've watched The Mummy, Kate. I know, but I just thought I'd let, well, I advised everyone that Mummy was on Netflix. Yes. Um, I don't think The Mummy 2 is on Netflix, which is just... Tragic. I don't understand. Uh, Tomb of of the Emperor, or whatever it's called. Is that what I don't know. Never seen it. Don't care. Because it's not The Mummy 2. But Mummy 2, nowhere to be found. Very disappointed. <clears throat> but besides that. I'm trying to make sure I give myself a neck here. So I'm getting it. mm. It's all good. Uh, yeah, no, my just persona. Persona. Just persona. Just persona. Well, they were at like hour sixty something. <laughs> How long have you had this game for? Uh, I bought it when I was back home at Christmas, so it's been like less than a month. So. This is what I told people would happen when I brought video games back into my life. Um. <laughs> You know you could have like made a masterpiece with sixty hours, devoting sixty I, hours. I could have written so much. You could have written several books. <laughs> not several. Books. Several books. Several blog pieces, perhaps, but not, but not several books. Um, what, what are, what do we need to know? Uh, smashing my homeroom teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Took care of that. That's illegal. Smashing the homeroom teacher. Smashing uh, one of my teammates. In high school. Oh. And uh, smashing the local doctor. Oh, really? Yes. That's a turn of events. She's a she's a she's a sexy punk rocker. Oh, really? You meet her like very early on in the game, and from jump it was like, oh yeah. Okay. All, Is this the same character all doing together. all these things? Oh yes. Oh, I see. And how do all these ladies feel about this? Uh, apparently, it doesn't come up too often. You may bump into them at certain times. Okay. If you're on a date with one, you may bump into another one. The game tries to convince you not to. So I need to choose my words carefully. I'm already in a relationship with person X, and then after the second one, they're just like, yeah, bro, do whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, I have another issue, though. Oh, dear. Someone told me that the uh, persona... Hmm. Kate, persona's got a new game plus mode. 
New Game Plus, I believe, this first started in the days of Chrono Cross. Oh. Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger. Trigger. Still old. Which was when after you beat the game, you play the game again at oh. your current levels with all your weapons. Oh. In the case of Chrono Trigger, the appeal was there were like X endings that triggered at different points, so you try to see all the endings. There was no way. When I heard that there was a New Game Plus on Persona 5, I was like, no. Not, no, right, no. Why? Right. This game's already taken 60 hours of my life. Am I going to do this again? Uh-huh. Yeah, you are. Persona 5 is set in a calendar year, if you're unfamiliar. It was from April to March. And I'm in, like, early November. And I'm looking at the days, and I'm like, I'm probably not going to have time. To do all the things you want to do. Smash. Man. I was gonna say to do all the smashing. Like you smash all the people I want to smash. Yeah. I'm only like Kafumi. I'm only at like love rank four. Like, oh, you're not. Come on. Yeah. Um. You gotta be careful. You never get to smash. But when you, <laughs> when you new game plus, you keep all of your social stats because sometimes they like slow you down. Yeah. And be like, ooh, I can't. If my knowledge was higher, if my proficiency was higher, I could probably help Kafumi, and then that will continue moving things along. This is what eats up the most of your time. Is doing the little busy jobs that up your social stats. Right. I can't smash the student council president until my charm gets to like debonair. I'm only at suave right now. Oh, oh, disgusting. Ugh. Disgusting. So I gotta take so many more baths to like <laughs> get my charm up so I continue the quest to know. smash the student president. <laughs> <laughs> so you carry all that over in the new game plus, right. which means you get so much more time to do shit, mm -hmm. and then you can really start to see. What the game, all the things the game has to offer. So you were never, you're never doing anything again. Just play Persona, okay. play Persona till June. Yep. Basically. Yep. But what do I always say? Not spending my money on a video game. Because you're already playing one. Unless, uh, unless I'm getting, I'm squeezing every last dollar out of him. Hey, Persona, you've earned your sixty dollars. Yep. That's like, it's like a dollar an hour of playtime I've gotten out of it. That's amazing. And I'm not even done yet. It's amazing. I'm not even done. Yet. Amazing. Uh, I like the game Caitlin Fixes Her Bangs a million times. Um, it's the thing I've always spent the most time on. I'm going to take a drink every time Caitlin <laughs> fixes her bangs. Oh, you're getting so drunk. See? There you go. Keep seeing you. Um, yeah, I have no, I've just watched movies that I've watched before because basically work's been insane and I've been there late every single day because it is startup, so it's the busiest time of year, and I just go home and watch a movie and then pass out. The end. What movies are we watching when you besides the mummy? Uh, I, I mentioned it before. Austin Land. Uh, one of my favorite movies. Um, but you need to be an Austin fan to have. I feel like that's probably the barrier to entry there. Yeah. So you you will only probably get it in about two years when I'm giving you more <laughs> Austin. Actually. <laughs> Once you brought me over into yeah. into the real Austin oh, fandom. Oh no, I never think you're going to be a real Austin fan. But at least I can show it to you, and you will understand mm. some more of the jokes. Um, as if, if you watched it now, you would just think it was a weird movie and you don't understand what's going on. As you always say, this is like before, like you couldn't make that movie anymore. You like to say that a lot. Right. Um, it's not that old, but it's definitely, it's a small movie, but it's the only thing besides North and South that's on Netflix that is of that type of anything to do with Austin that I like. Everything else is either about, like, betrayal or it's based off of books I don't really care about, um, like Far From the Madden Crowd. It was fine, I guess. Um, 
<laughs> Shots at Hardy, Jesus. <laughs> I I just you know I want a, a a silly romance. That's what I want. I don't want um something really complicated like about adultery and betrayal and sentimentality. I just I kind of want a happy ending, and, and you know to like have the main character be poor and win the day. <laughs> Is that so much to ask? I don't think so. Yeah. So there you go. Um, the only other thing I've watched because I finished Erased, as you said. Right. And Oh, I forgot about that show. <laughs> you always you always come out the gate real hot for some of these and it's like I can't wait to watch more and then it's like I totally forgot. <laughs> So when you finish a show on Netflix, it'll be like, hey, you watch that. Here's this. Try this. Yeah. And it's usually something you had no idea was on Netflix because mm-hmm. Netflix just buries their shit deep in their catalog. Remind me of a thing about that. Keep on going. <laughs> All right. Um, so the thing that Netflix you know, threw at me after after I finished Erased was something called uh, The Many Faces of Ito. It's a, it's a Japanese drama. Mm-hmm. Um, eight episodes, nine episodes. Another one of these, I think, Netflix co-productions. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know if I like it enough to stay with it, but it's basically about a woman who's a screenwriter, and she had a very successful show. Okay. And then, I think, called Tokyo Dollhouse, I think. And then, just hasn't really come through with the follow-up. I think she wrote, like, a uh, book of romantic advice. Right. And uh, has all the people in the audience at one of her readings fill out these, like, surveys there. And she notices that, like, these five women are all complaining about a dude named Ito, and she starts kind of doing interviews with them and to learn about their situations. And the first two episodes had to do with this um, one woman in her late 20s who basically, like, he's just using her, and she can't, she's like, no, he'll come around, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, the protagonist, the screenwriter, is very, like, seen it all, very jaded, very cynical. And the way they frame it is, like, she doesn't know what this Ito guy looks like, Mm -hmm. but she'll take people from her own life. And they just kind of Put. superimpose them right. over the relationships. Like a dream. So, yeah. So, when she's hearing the story, you kind of see her in her mind's eye kind of, like, replaying this stuff. So, right. the dude from her life is playing Ito. And then she's kind of, like, floating around in the background. Like, there's one moment where, obviously, she was hearing a story about they went to, like, a ramen place or something. Right. And the screenwriter was sitting there at the end of the table and was, like, reaching over them to, like, <laughs> grab the beer. Yeah. And while she's with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, while she's just kind of, like, commenting on, like, you know, he ain't going to... Yeah, call you and never get that money back, like yeah. that sort of shit. Um, so I don't know if I'm in it for the long haul on this one, but it seems but interesting. It's interesting enough, and again, okay. it's it's one of those things that's just, just sitting on your Netflix, just there. You should check it out. Um, speaking of which, so my parents-in-law um, were talking a couple weeks ago about a show called Cheap Weddings. Cheap Weddings. Yes, and I love. Shows that are, you know, follow people around and um, they're kind of reality-ish, but they're not, they're not all about the drama. Like, they don't puff it up. They do it a little bit, but not tons. Like, every reality show has to make, like, it's, oh, it's raining now. Like, it's, oh, God. (laughs) And they show the same, like, shot of the street flooding a little bit, you know, on every cut. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately have, like, a happy ending or whatever. Um, And so they're talking about this show, Two Weddings, it's set in Australia, and they both love it, have been loving this show. 
And I thought it was, I didn't realize, but it's on Netflix. Netflix has not shown me this show. Okay, it has not brought it up. It is not nowhere on my like the Netflix. Screen. Algorithms have decided you don't need to watch Cheap Weddings. But I want to watch. I watched an episode of Cheap Weddings. Loved it. There was a couple, so it's it does it follows three couples. Um, and this one couple had a Battlestar Galactica wedding, and it was fantastic. And they did it on like five thousand dollars. Um, and they like went on a riverboat. It was just like it was fantastic. So. I'm really, I, that's something else that people could check out that is just sitting there and Netflix won't tell you. I'm telling you. Um, I feel betrayed. Because you said Battlestar Galactica, I feel like I have to admit that um, the woman I'm dating went her whole life without ever seeing The Office. Oh. And like. Well, it is a really a white person show. It really, well, why would she? Sorry. For those who don't know, he's Jamaican, so why would it have ever crossed her path, really? Um, she loved it, but just like binged it and she was over here once watching it so i'm just kind of like even like having episodes you know it's like i still had cable i just have reruns of the office playing while i do things around the house right and it's randomly that episode where dwight impersonates or where jim impersonates dwight beats bears (laughs) battlestar galactica that's like shows the best although i do i feel like it's a quick hot take on on the american office yeah i don't think when Michael Scott's the president, yeah, it's really hard to watch The Office now. Like, I don't think The Office can really be watched and enjoyed in the current world. It's not. Planet. It's not as much fun. No, it's really not fun. Because when when you first watched it, you it's fun because no one that quite that incompetent <laughs> could have that much power. Right? right? No one does that. Yeah. So if you just if you're if you're young and you're like in university or you've just started some jobs. And you haven't really had a chance yet. Managers are scary. Like the number of managers that are just should not be in their job managing people is it's insane. Like the the, the rampant incompetence is just it's terrifying. Um Caitlin has takes, y'all. It well it is. It, it's it's I work it with a lot of places that have a lot to do with like people management. And my boss is phenomenal, but I've had so many bosses that were so bad, um, and it just blows my mind. How how did someone say like it was a good idea for you to be in charge of people? It just blows my mind. Anyways, Caitlin do a very good job being in charge of people. Jordan less so. I don't know. The first time when I, I, I was, kind of am, which is well, scary. I was gonna say I actually think you think I think you should give yourself more credit because you're very fair. Yeah. They're very fair. Um, when I was younger and I was in charge of people, it was not good. I was not prepared. I did not know what I was getting into. Um, you don't ever think people are going to be reasonable because they're not. People are crazy. Um, as I got when I was older, I was much better at managing people, but I did have a really group, good group to manage. So there's that. Anyways. Wow, management talk with Kate and Jordan. Kate and Jordan. Really, really whipping out all the uh, all the hot t- the hottest takes for Deep Down 100. That's so true. Well, and I think that's as good a time as any to uh, re-up oh, yeah. our beverages. Very important. I feel like, oh, that's a good shot. Look, Ortega right in the shot there. Fantastic. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We get drunk every episode. <laughs> so as I said earlier on, 
don't really want to mess with news. We don't really do any of that business. Yep. Although there's some fuckery out there, and I've been commenting yeah. on it on on Twitters. Mm-hmm. Um, some of y'all are out there showing your ass. Fuckery will always out, my friends. Always. Fuckery will always out. We just wanted to hang with you. Hey, Travis is back. What's up, Trav? Hi. He's, he'll find us anywhere. He'll find us anywhere. Oh, it's Stupid Matt. Hey, Stupid Hi, Matt. Matt. Stupid Matt, I didn't even know that was you. Um, Look at that. We've got our friends with us. We actually have friends. But stupid, Matt changed, stupid Matt changed his Twitter handle and it threw me off. So we just wanted to, like, it's a sophisticated event. We've got our weave tears. Dolled up. Hair. You figured hair on point, kind of. fresh, pressed like a million bucks. I'm gonna have to strain it. It just does this. <laughs> <laughs> There's it no is, volume. It is that. It is just that lifeless. Yeah. On its own and yep. volumeless on its own. Mm. People, I want you to know this is not a clip on. I tied this bow tie. Yeah, he he freaked out because he thought he might have forgotten, and then we tied it, and it looks great. It's all right. It's great. So since it's a sophisticated event, we thought we would like to like have a sophisticated party game. Yeah. We would discuss some conundrums. Conundrums. For conundrums, you ask, just, you know, kind of philosophical queries. Which concerns. Which are you can answer. It's not like if a tree falls in the wood, does it make a sound? It's more like if you had to gnaw off your arm to escape something, would you? So here's an example I gave on, on Twitter and on Facebook as an example. Kayla McKinnon. Yes. Clean clothes on your dirty body. Yeah. Or dirty clothes on your clean body. Uh... Clean clothes on my dirty body. Why? Um, so I cannot have I, I I have to have a shower every day. Likewise. Um a lot of people don't. And some people I know like they, they don't they wash their hair every like second day or third day. I have to wash it every day. Uh, they say you're not supposed to, but I cannot. But I've got I've got oily skin and oily hair and it's really fine and it's a weird texture. So you know what, people don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. So the times that I have had for some reason to leave the house and I haven't had a shower yet, mm. um, the only way I could manage it is putting clean clothes on with like a tub of baby powder. Just like, <laughs> like very French, like very never, French in the 1700s. Never, never tried the baby powder technique before. Uh, um, also because the thought of putting like a dirty sock on my clean foot is just... Oh, just me some well, see, and this is where I drew the line because originally I was like, "Yeah, dirty clothes on your clean body is fine." You know, I've thrown on a pair of jeans like okay, more uh, than once, but the second you realize it includes socks and underwear, I'm like, "No, no. I'm out." I'm it's out. just gross. It just is weird. I'd rather put on, I'd rather put on like a clean pair of drawers on my dirty body than yeah, than the, absolutely drawers twice. No, it's not happening. No, it just yeah. So that's why that's an easy one. So there you go. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about conundrums. Uh, would you like another like lightweight one? I, I want to really get in. I want to. I want to do a lightweight first. A lightweight one. Yeah. All right. Here is one that was sent to me by a listener. Ooh. If the alternative met, your commute would be increased by fifty percent for a year. Okay. Would you choose to listen to nothing but Kid Rock for the duration of your commute? So your present commute. <laughs> yeah. Listening to nothing but Kid Rock, or listen to whatever you want, commute increases by 50%. I thought you said it was going to be an easy one. <laughs> um, I feel depending on what the current length of your commute is, it's very easy. You know what? I, I've got to say, um, just listening to whatever I want. 
yeah, like my commute's only like in the half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. So I mean, I can take another like 15, 20 minutes on that to listen yeah. to whatever I want. And I hate Kid Rock so much. I do feel like the, it doesn't specify what era of Kid Rock we're talking about. Like I think any era of Kid Rock. But I mean, unfortunate. how many times could I listen to Ball with the Bob, right? Like, yeah. I listen to Ball with the Bob maybe like three times before the novelty wears off. And then I'm just like, <laughs> I'm definitely not listening to any any of the any of the honky tonk Kid Rock. Like once he got real Republican, like right. Well, you gotta remember, I grew up across from Detroit, right? So Kid Rock was a huge deal. Really? People loved Kid Rock back then. Really? Like just, just? I feel like I was already listening to Kid Rock exclusively <laughs> for like the last these three years I lived in. So you don't want Detroit. to do it again? Is what you're <laughs> yeah, saying? Basically. Yeah. Okay. So we are both. That's a nay. It's a nay on Kid Rock. Nay, nay. Sorry, Mr. Richie. Good luck in your senatorial run. Similarly, okay. would you rather have to read Fifty Shades of Grey repeatedly for an entire year yeah, or go to every showing of the movie at your local theater for a month? Oh, for sure the second one. I don't, even though the, the movie just makes me, I, I can't, like even the trailers, I have to, if the trailer comes on accidentally, I'm just like, no. No! I'm amazed they even made a third one. I thought they were just quietly I thought they were just gonna try to quietly duck out on duck no, out on I that. think they made enough money on really? Oh really? I think they did. I think they really really did. I think um unfortunately um the ladies out there are kind of starved for sexual content. Because that's uh <laughs> really in this climate the ladies are starved for sexual content. Yeah, I do. I think anything that's like that's like sexy for women. No, well, okay. I was gonna say my understanding that sexual content was just kind of throwing women all the time as it was. Well, not really. <laughs> just in like, just in general. No, but existed. women want to have sex and they want to see sex and they want to see stuff that's sexy. They just don't want to see stuff that's for men that's sexy. Hmm. They want to see stuff that's for them that's sexy. And there's not like even porn, right? Porn for women is like a new thing. Um, or like female friendly porn. That's you know they actually have to have a category that's called female friendly porn because so much of it is just like violent and angry. As we said before, some dudes even enjoy female tons, friendly porn. Tons of guys I know love female listen, friendly porn. I don't want to hear got no, got anymore. I'm forty. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes, it's not happening. What people really really want, and I know there's a market for, are stories that are actually stories, not like. Did you order this sausage on your pizza? Um, like actual stories that have lots of actual, actual sex in them. Um, Sense8 was like a revelation for that, right? Mm. The the Sense8 orgy scene from the first um, the first season was amazing. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people really enjoyed that, and I think things like that and Magic Mike made a lot of money because it was like sort of for women. Real talk? Yeah. I love Magic Mike. I've never seen it. Magic Mike was a great movie. It was actually about the economy and Channing Tatum's taint. But I, I've never seen Magic Mike. It was really good. Oh, okay. All right. I'll watch this later. Uh, maybe that'll be a geek town thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm totally you Magic Mike. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but I would, I'm, I would see the movies. I haven't seen any of them. They make me feel uncomfortable and awkward because there's no chemistry between the two main characters. Um, and the subject matter I feel is is not handled well. But I would definitely sacrifice a month and see every showing. Another month of your viewing time gone. Then of my then reading a year time? of your reading time. I don't think so. That means I can't read the new saga. 
is like all I'm allowed to read. I forgot who we were dealing with here. <laughs> we're now going to get more stupid and ridiculous. Oh, I love and stupid and ridiculous. Shouts to the author. Uh, I have complicated uh, opinions about this man, despite mm -hmm. my brand uh, for years being the hip hop Chuck Klosterman of the North. Right, Klosterman yes. of the North. Uh, these all come from either little interstitials he put in between, I believe it was Sex Drugs and Cocoa Puffs, um, or he made a like a flashcard set of these. Right. As well, so conversation starters, mm -hmm. hypotheticals, I believe he called them. So credit where due, these all come from Mr. Chuck Klosterman. Originally, I believe it was an article titled 13 Questions. I have to ask someone before I can decide if I love them. Yes. So let us assume a fully grown, healthy Clydesdale has his hooves shackled to the ground while his head is held in place with thick rope. He is conscious and standing upright, but completely immobile. And let us assume that, for some reason, every political prisoner on Earth, as cited by Amnesty International, will be released from captivity if you can kick the horse to death in less than 20 minutes. You are allowed to wear steel-toed boots. Would you do this? Would you attempt to do this? Kick the horse to death to release every political prisoner on Earth. Um, I've only ever killed a fish. Well, I'm just saying, I've never killed a large animal myself mm -hmm. with my hands. Those are your feet, technically. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks. Um, yes. Really? I, I. I don't know if I could. That's the thing. I, I say yes. Yeah, there's no guarantee you're going to do it. Like, when it comes to, like, killing an animal and violently and with my own body, I I don't know that I could physically. And the thought of hurting an animal and seeing it suffer is awful. But then the thought of having all these people, all these political prisoners um, suffering is also terrible. And knowing what goes on in those jails... And knowing what they were fighting for, it's, they're just, it's all terrible, right? Mm. Um, but this is the big question, right? Um, is it better for all than for one, right? Like, That's a utilitarian argument. Uh, Shouts to the good place. I'm caught up on that this weekend. <laughs> um, but I feel what's buried in here that's not addressed is that there's no guarantee you're going to do it. You have to kill the horse. It comes down to whether or not you think you can kill the horse. Does it come down to whether I think I can kill the horse? Because they're not, you have to kill the horse. Yeah. If you don't kill the horse, presumably you have violently injured, you have to live with the grief of having violently injured this animal for not. I don't know. I couldn't do that. I don't think I could, I, I really don't think I could physically kill a horse with my body. I've never. Yeah, so I mean, if you don't think you can, uh, why would you put yourself through that for? Yeah. If it's not gonna work. If out. someone said I could I I guarantee you you could in a couple kicks this horse would die. Just kick it. Right here. Boom, that's it. Then I could do it if it didn't suffer, but Oh, it's gonna suffer. Then I don't know about that I could. This is really difficult. <laughs> I don't like this. Um, and we've got so many more to go. <laughs> Jordan's saying nah, Caitlin's saying uh, maybe. It's for the right reasons. Well let's get back to a fun one then, shall we? Imagine the following three sensations. Okay. Chewing and swallowing the first mouthful of your favorite food after starving yourself for 48 hours straight. Okay. The food is prepared 
perfectly. Lying down on an especially cozy bed after 12 hours of nonstop physical labor on a cold day. Okay. The first moment of urinary release after having held a completely full bladder for more than 90 minutes. Okay. For the rest of your life, yeah. you will feel one of three, these three ways all the time. Yeah. This is how you will always feel, 24 hours a day. You won't be doing the activity, but you'll always be experiencing the acts accompanying euphoria. Yeah. Which are you selecting? Number one. I mean, wow. Out the gate. <laughs> Boom. Knew it. I, you want the feel of the food in your face, in your big round face, all the time. There's a reason why this face is a big round face. Part of it is genetics. But part of it is that I love food. And I love my food. And I love eating and the sensation of eating. And So what would it be? So my favorite food? The food that the food I you will have of, that experience for the rest of your life then. The food I thought of immediately, it might not actually be the food, but the food I thought of immediately was craft dinner. Word? <laughs> I, you just want to feel like craft dinners in your mouth for the rest of your life? After starving myself for 48 hours for oh, two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the food that came to mind. Hmm. Not necessarily going to be, like, then I think of things like, like, pizza with real mozzarella on it. It's all going to be cheese-based. I hope you're aware of this. Or, (laughs) or like my grandmother's chocolate chip cookies, right? Good answer. Um, so, but I have to. I do have to say, craft dinner is the first thing that came to mind. Uh, And I haven't had craft dinner in years at this point, right? Because not only is it dairy, but it's like all the dairy. It's like butter and 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 cheese, the cheese powder, and you know, milk. So. I'm taking the piss. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I hold my bladder all the time and go to the bathroom. And yeah, but when it finally, oh, when it finally, like, <laughs> let's fine. go. It's more of a nuisance. I gotta get back to work. Like, that's <laughs> I go. Yeah. No, I'm taking, I'm taking that, that feel of release when you finally let your urine fly. <laughs> that's what I want. So I want for food and one for urine. Yep. You are forced to give up one of your five senses. However, you may choose to compensate for the loss by means of synesthesia. Ooh. For example, if you decide to give up your sense of sight, you can choose to smell colors instead. Or if you give up hearing, you might opt to taste music. To taste music. If you give up taste, you can replace this sensation by feeling flavors. Basically, whatever sense you reject will be reflected through an alternative medium. Which of your senses would you surrender, and how would you replace it? Taste. I kind of went to taste immediately, too. Yeah. Like, as much as I just talked about how I love food, I love I love having my other senses. Because, um, like, immediately, like, I could never lose music and at this age of my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm low-key worried, I'm more concerned about taking care of my hearing at this point, because I want to make sure I can continue to enjoy it for, uh, you know, many years, the remainder of my life, basically. Yeah. And I love my sense of sight. Like, I just love it. I love that I can read and I can look at mm-hmm. uh, paintings and um, people and yeah, just and watch. I love watching things, right? It's well, it's made a little show out of it. So, you know, um, I would the synesthesia I would want. I feel like I would want to. I don't know. I think tasting things I see would be really interesting. 
Yeah, I like to taste things I hear, I feel like. I like to know, I mean, like to know what my favorite songs taste like. That seems really cool as well. Really, what I would love, the kind of synesthesia I would love, I would love to see things I hear. I would love to see music. Mm-hmm. I think that would be phenomenal. Also a very good choice. Yeah. There you go. Conundrums. Conundrums. Here's one that may, uh, may apply to Caitlin more than me. Or I think I think we'll have very different different outlooks on it. Someone builds an optical portal that allows you to see a vision of your own life in the future. It's essentially a crystal ball that shows you a randomly selected image of what your life will be like in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You can see into this portal for 30 seconds. When you finally peer into the crystal, you can see yourself in the living room, two decades older than you are today. You are watching a Canadian football game, and you are extremely happy. You are wearing a CFL jersey, which are surrounded by books and magazines that promote the Canadian Football League, and there are CFL pennants covering your walls. You are alone in the room, but you are gleefully muttering about historical moments in Canadian football history. It becomes clear that for some unknown reason, you have become obsessed with Canadian football. And the future is static and absolute. No matter what you do, this future will happen. The optical portal is never wrong. This destiny cannot be changed. The next day, you are flipping through television channels and randomly come across a preseason CFL game between the Toronto Argonauts and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Knowing your inevitable future, do you now watch the game? It's very complicated way of saying would you fight destiny. Um, I don't, I don't think so. You wouldn't watch the game? I mean, no. You're already a football person as it is. But yes, but I don't think that if I didn't really feel like I wanted to, I'd be like, nah, I'll, I'll if I'm, this is, if this is going to be my destiny, no matter what. Um, I'm just going to do the things I want to do now because it's, I'm, I'm going to love what I'm doing then. It doesn't make much sense for me to do it now. So the thing I immediately go to is like, why did this happen? Right. That's all I will wonder. Just like, why? Um, I like to think it's like, I, like one of my children is now playing in the CFL. Um, and that's You don't know. Maybe your children were just out of the room. No idea. Um, but no, I don't think I would. I, I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't fight destiny, but I, I wouldn't do something unless I really feel like I felt I wanted to. Yeah, I wouldn't watch the game. Yeah. You'd do fight, other things. Fight <laughs> Imagine you could go back to the age of five and relive the rest of your life, mm-hmm. knowing everything you know now. Yes. You will re-experience your entire adolescence with both the cognitive ability of an adult and the memories of everything you've learned from having lived your life previously. Yes. Would you lose your virginity earlier or later than you did the first time around, and by how many years? What if I don't want to change it at all? Then fine. I wouldn't change it at all. All right. I think it was the, I think I had, I think of the people I know I had, or any stories I've heard, I had the best possible <laughs> situation. The pretty good one. Yeah, like it, like first time sex is never great, mm. but it was the perfect situation I was in. It was with someone I really cared about. Um, we've been doing it for a while. Um, we stayed together. Like it was just, it was the right time. I felt ready. We'd had a conversation. Like all the things you you hear people that they wish they had done, mm. we had done. Right. So I don't know. I'm I'm I think it was 
good. I thought, I'm just excited I get to live my life over again. This is like the yeah. the OCD person's dream. <laughs> the virginity question is not the, my list of primary concerns. Well, like, that's easy. It'd be like three years later. Um, or maybe not, because maybe I just wouldn't end up with the person that I think I would have liked to been my first. Uh, definitely didn't want the person who was my first to be my first, but definitely the person in retrospect now, I think, yeah, they should have been my first. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe just a little like... Fapping his aces, y'all. Uh, and aces. 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 Um, <laughs> I was talking about something else. Just fapping is fapping is aces. Um. Uh. At, l- listen to the Cindy Lauper song "She Bop." It says it all, really. Who forgets that song's about? Black in it. It is. It's about she bopping, and and the Haley Seinfeld song, "Love Myself." All right. Yeah. It's not episode of Geek Town. <laughs> weird sex stuff. Mm-hmm. Moving on. You come home from an afternoon of shopping, mm-hmm. expecting your residence to be empty. Yes. However, upon entering your front door, you immediately sense that something is strange. The entire place smells like marijuana and roses. There's a briefcase sitting in the middle of your living room floor filled with diamonds and Christmas cookies. You can hear the shower running when you open the door to the bathroom you realize the man using the shower is basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> a naked Shaq peers at you from behind the shower curtain and smiles enthusiastically, but says nothing. <laughs> he returns to washing himself. When you ask O'Neal what he's doing in your home, he simply says, I don't remember. Do you call the police? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't call the police on Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, Shaq is using your shower. Yeah. And you know, People can use my shower. That's fine. I would. I would. I'm concerned about them. <laughs> like I'm concerned for him. Maybe that's the key point. Maybe we don't want to call the police immediately. No, we just I want to know what's happening. I want to figure out what's going. I want to know if he's had some kind of breakdown. If he's all right. Like if he's all stable. If he feels healthy. Um. I want to know more about this briefcase of diamonds Wait, and where did these cookies? diamonds come from? Most of Chef? the cookies. I'm interested about. Well, I just assumed you already ate the cookies. Well, I want to know what's in the cookies. Very important. Marijuana. <laughs> well, then, yes, I've eaten cookies. Um, so then I'm really cool with Shaq being in the shower. It's like, take your time. Um, it's like, mm, fine. Fine. Go ahead. Um, but, yeah, I, was, I I would not call the police, no. Especially in this day and age when we know what happens when the police get called on a black person. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I yeah. would not take that right. I don't know when these questions were uh, constructed, but definitely in light of the current political climate, no, I'd probably try everything but calling the police. Yes. Um, this is what I knew I wanted to ask, but I don't have like the whole preamble. I know it's in Klosterman's lists, but mm-hmm. it's basically um, if you could take a pill that would make you marginally smarter, yes. but your outward appearance to everyone around you, mm-hmm. they would think you're dumber. Yes. You know you're smarter. You're yeah. understanding more complex concepts. You're reading books that never made any sense to you before. Yeah. You are writing and creating things on a level previously unheard of. But to the rest of the world, yeah. they think you're dumber. Mm-hmm. Would you take the pill? No. No! Oh! So vain. I am. I probably wouldn't take it either. I'm so sorry. I know the answer should be absolutely. I love knowing things and figuring things out, but... I got this big giant round face. I gotta have something going for me. <laughs> like I, you know what? If I was like, like super fit and like had a normal size face, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's fine. I'd like to know. No, I, I 
I need, I hate to say it, but I definitely care what people think. And then listen, if you're, if you're rocking with this, this is what you got. Yeah. Like Kate just said, this is the selling point. So, and the only, can't, can't lose this. No, and the only, and that's what people focus on, right? They're, they're like, you're so smart. What are, you, what are you doing here? And I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Such a problem. Uh, we're seeing. Sorry? Your man's is a little swimmy. Too much per second. <laughs> Oh, you're saying you're getting trashed. Man, no a, a little tipsy right now. Let's move it along. Just joining us is the Conundrums episode of Geek Down 100. <laughs> Just joining us. Just joining us. Stop lying. I'm so confused. I have so much going on right now. I got these people over here. I got these people over here. I got these people listening. Like It's too much to juggle. Too much. It turns out all oh, you stupid idiot child bloggers, vloggers, actually managing more than I give you credit for. Look although, at you. I will say one thing I'm very glad that we're avoiding yes. is that, um, you know, sometimes I fall into ugh, anime blogger hole. Oh, no. Oh, no. Helpward stare. And the one thing I can never get around is, like, I followed a link to one, and it was, like, an important issue. And I'm not even going to say what it was, because then if somebody watches this, they might know I'm throwing shade, but... It was an important issue, and I watched it to support, and I still support what they were saying, but at the same time, it's hard for me to support it, because every time they deliver their point, they end every sentence like this. That's not good. You're saying a sentence, and you have a point you would like to emphasize, so to add emphasis, you lower your voice by two octaves. It's better than up-speaking. I almost said up-cycling, but I meant up-speaking. Listen, I understand not everybody has, you know, our skill set. We're just naturals. At the same time, it's you have the best point in the world. You could be like, this afternoon I'm going to the mall and I'm going to hand out free king size Snicker bars to the first hundred people who walk through the door. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> no. Stay right back no. there watching that television. I don't need the uh, free candy. I don't even like Snickers. It's fine. This is the first thing that popped in my head. All the Reese's Reese's Pieces cups that you can eat. Is that NPR voice? Is that news anchor voice? Like, I don't know what it is. But, like, stop. You don't have to shoot yourself in the foot like that. Stop. Stop. (laughs) There's no reason for you to deliver your point while shooting yourself in the foot. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Conundrums. You meet your soulmate. However, there's always a catch. Every three years, someone will break both of your soulmate's collarbones with a crescent wrench. And there's only one way to stop this from happening. You must swallow a pill that will make every song you hear for the rest of your life sound as if it is being performed by the band Alice in Chains. When you hear Creedence Clearwater Revival on the radio, it will sound to your ears like it's being played by Alice in Chains. If you see Radiohead live, Every one of their tunes will sound like it's being covered by Alice in Chains. When you hear a commercial jingle on TV, it will sound like Alice in Chains. If you sing to yourself in the shower, your voice will sound like deceased Alice vocalist Lane Staley performing a cappella. But it will only sound this way to you. Would you swallow the pill? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would. To prevent the pain and the suffering, I would. Three years? 
collarbones? Hmm. Is that hard? <laughs> yes! And the pain of someone breaking them. To only listen to Alice in Chains for the rest of my life? You'd get used to it. I don't know that I would. I think. When's the last time you listened to Man in the Box? It ain't no good. Uh, no good. I would do it. To save someone from that kind of pain. <laughs> Jordan just got dumped after this episode. Because, man, I don't know. Senior correspondent, I would save you. I don't know. I would save you. <laughs> this one's like, yeah, sure. Swallow the pill. Great times. If you want to tell me that from now on I have to hear Tatsuro Yamashita sound like Lane Staley? <laughs> mm. did, did he go through a... We'll find another way. Did he go through like a soft phase at all? Lane Staley? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> maybe. Uh, hey, maybe it's only the unplugged album. Can maybe. I Can I? Can I talk about something? <laughs> Sure. So I didn't know that Aerosmith sounded really good during their first album, and it's kind of blown my mind. Oh, when he wasn't singing like he sang for the rest of his. Yeah. I yeah. If you know. listen to Dream On, you will not know that. I didn't know that they did Dream On. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was in the Wait, car until when? Until like a couple weeks ago. Oh <laughs> I didn't know. I love that song. Comes on, play it. Never thought about it. Always had radio, right? Had radio for years and years. That didn't like scroll who it was. Yeah. I'm like, I love this song. So Sirius FM, okay. We don't have it anymore. We're too poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it came on, and Trials. I was, and I thought maybe that was wrong. It's like that's not Aerosmith. I was like, oh, maybe Steve Tyler's not the first singer of Aerosmith. Mm. Like maybe they switch singers, and it's like this big thing I didn't know about. And I'm like looking it up, and I turned to senior correspondent, and I'm like, "Did you know this was Aerosmith?" And he kind of looks at me, and goes, "Yes, I think everyone else knew it was Aerosmith." Um, so it's kind of blew my mind. Kind of blew my mind. I just need to talk about that. More deep cuts, first concert, Aerosmith. What? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not like it was my like outing. I wasn't like, I want to see Aerosmith so bad. No, it was like some friends from high school were like, "We go see Aerosmith. Do you want a ticket?" And I was like. Uh, yes, but he's like, man, I want friends in 11th grade. Is Sarah going to be there? So I went to go see, uh, went to go see Aerosmith, and the opener was Jackal. Really? Do you even know who Jackal is? Yeah. Yeah. The Lumberjack song? The dude came out and grabbed a chainsaw? That's uh, weird. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> um, the 90s were weird, y'all. My first show. Y'all think it was just jelly sandals and mom jeans? Nah, so. No. Um, my first show was the Elephant Show. I'm sure you listen for you. Hey. No wrong with that. No. Were you listening to Were you like 16? No, I was like. <laughs> no, my first show show was No Doubt, and I was like 13. Maybe I was younger than that. Oh, God, I was younger than that. I was like 10. It was No Doubt. When um, Tragic Kingdom just came out. Oh, you were in there early. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, 90s, uh, rest in peace to Dolores O'Riordan and the Cranberries. Yeah, that's so sad. You know, I'm a terrible person. What? I see a headline that says Dolores O'Riordan dead at 46. Mm-hmm. My first thought is like, oh, God, please be suicide. That's terrible. It is terrible. But I'm 40. I don't want to hear stories about people not that much older than me. Just she was very sick. Suddenly. She was very sick. She was very sick. And a lot of pain. Um, so, not good if that's what happened, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, God, please don't be obesity-related illness. <laughs> 
Right. Terrible person. Next conundrum. Next conundrum. I feel like I already know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You are given a choice between two rewards. The first reward is to be twice as intelligent as you are now. Mm -hmm. You will be able to read twice as fast and remember twice as much. The size of your vocabulary will double. You'll be able to solve intellectual problems with twice your current aptitude. The second reward is that you will never again feel sick, even when you are. And you can always be whatever weight you want, regardless of what you eat or how little you exercise. You can simply imagine the body you would like to have, and that is the weight you will magically become. Which do you choose? Yeah, it's it's vein time up here in the geek down again. I'm fucking number two. I'm thinking I'm thinking skin and eating. Oh my god, it's number two. I hate that it's number two. I, I mean, it doesn't it. say that we're gonna get less smart. No. Or that we're gonna listen like the other you know one. We're gonna look less smart. I, I've gotta say, I like how smart I am. I'm good with it. Yeah, I can like hold my own. And I have friends who are smarter or less smart than I am, and I feel like there's a good mix of them. Um, and I'm certain, smart in certain ways, and I know lots of people who are smart in many ways that I'm not. And I'm kind of at an age where that's okay, um, and that's fine. I'll never be, you know, I'll never be really, really good at math. That's fine. Um, I'd like to know more about physics, but that's sort of something I just need to put the time into. So I'm actually okay with how smart I am. I mean, it would always be lots of fun to know more, and I really want to be um, a, a polyglot. Like that's like one of my like life goals is to be a polyglot. But I'm okay with that um, because I have been sick recently. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's probably the big thing is that I could just. I could never be sick again, and that would be fantastic. And also, you know, the look, the the weight thing is great, um, but mostly it's the it's the being able to not be sick again would be great. Yeah, I'm gonna go with like this fucking Doritos my entire life. <laughs> not get that. I guess it would still kill me. I don't know. Yeah, it would still kill you. It just wouldn't be an obesity-related issue at 46. <laughs> it wouldn't be obesity-related. It would yeah. just be, you know, diabetes. <laughs> Which at least I'm being real, so I don't give a shit. Well, then, I believe we will move on to our last handful of conundrum. Okay. Here on Geek Down 100. You. You. Me. Meet the perfect person. Yes. Romantically, this person is ideal. Okay. You find them physically attractive, intellectually stimulating, consistently yeah. funny, and deeply compassionate. Yes. However. However. They have one quirk. Okay. This individual is obsessed with Jim Henson's gothic puppet fantasy, The Dark Crystal. Yes. Beyond watching it on DVD at least once a month, he or she peppers casual conversation with Dark Crystal references, uses Dark Crystal analogies to explain everyday events, and occasionally likes to talk intensely about the film's deeper philosophy. Uh-huh. Would this be enough to keep you from marrying this individual? <laughs> no. You are this individual. So... <laughs> and I have married this individual. It just happens to be Dungeons and Dragons. It's fine. We actually get along really well. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> I'm surprised that's like... I'm, I'm... That's a thing to be considered. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you swap it out for like a J-pop group or like... You know, if you swap it out for the Queens or like 80s Japanese music in general, I am already that person. We are both yeah. already that person. Yes. Yeah. It's so a terrible question, Colesterman. We had a we had a we have a show about being those people. <laughs> the entire reason we are here is because we are those people. Yeah, exactly. Probably should have ended with that one, but <laughs> I got I got two more. All right. Uh, these last couple are from a just from a very quick would you rather's from a BuzzFeed list. Okay. Never go wrong with BuzzFeed. Never. Be incredibly beautiful, but never have sex, or be profoundly ugly. 
and frequently have sex? Um, the latter. Ugly, getting all that ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I to, like, uh-huh. <laughs> Once again, it's kind of like, we're all reliving. <laughs> nice. And lastly, a little philosophically here, this one, I've heard this question before, this point, and it always kind of gives me, gives me pause. It's basically, would you rather have an amazing life okay. in a mediocre place or a mediocre life in an amazing place? What do you mean in an amazing place? So, like, picture your perfect place. Okay. The place you would want to be the most. Right. So, like, say for me, Tokyo, but, like, I work in a restaurant. Right. And just kind of scraping by. It's kind of what I already do now. <laughs> or conversely, maybe... Windsor? <laughs> Windsor. Like, the example for me is, like, you know, Tokyo or even Toronto. I think about it a lot because it's, like, you know, I have no reason to think that moving back to Windsor, I'd immediately have, you know, the life I want. Right. But, I mean... Would I rather, you know, have a moderately successful record shop slash cafe in an up-and-coming area of Windsor that still maybe doesn't make a lot of money? Yeah. Or would I rather, you know, work for a major Canadian retailer and just kind of get by by slightly more than the skin of my teeth, but live in Toronto and have the yellow pages stretched out down every street right. type of thing? Um, I would say have an amazing life, but live in a mediocre place. Because I can always travel to an amazing place every once in a while, um, if I have an amazing life. And plus, I think having an amazing life, you would be more content. Because all of this amazing place will remind you of is your mediocre life. If that makes any sense. Makes too much sense. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, I mean, it's something I give I give thought to a lot. I have more reason to stay in Toronto yes. now. Um, but previously, there was a stretch there where it was like... It's you know, dicey. When my mom was sick and all that other stuff, it's like, what am I really here for? There's nothing, there's nothing I'm doing here that I couldn't do back home. And if you really want to... If you really want to feel sad, take your current rent and put it into the max field of the uh, rental listings on Craigslist in your hometown and feel sad. Just feels real sad. Look at this Polly Pocket. It's time you know what this Polly Pocket gets you in Windsor, Ontario? The floor of a house. The floor of a house. I almost went, the floor of a house. <laughs> so maybe it's harder than I thought, anime vloggers. Uh, no, but I, you know, I have, I have thought of and considered that and I'm a in a better place now. Yeah. Um, obviously, mediocrity has been the, the place I thrive. <laughs> um, but it's, I've, I've heard that for a while. The idea of, like, I love living in this city, but if it means my quality of life was improved living in Windsor, if it meant, like, I'd see my family more, but I'd still have those nights where, like, you know, if I have a Saturday off in Windsor. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you could always go to Detroit. <laughs> ain't, a, ain't a whole lot to do. Go for a walk. Go to the water. Hey, walks are great. Walks are great. Dying by obesity. <laughs> like. When I go for a walk in Toronto, 
Lots of fun stuff to look at. There is. Lots of fun stores to visit. And tons of free stuff to do. There are four stores in Windsor I would maybe want to <laughs> swing by and visit. So, there are pros like, and cons. Like, every time I go home, I have an amazing, I've mentioned this on the show before, I have an amazing time when I go home because my friends are always like, oh, George's in town. Yeah. And I'm so busy, and they make all this time for me. But and I have all these hangouts. I'm there all the time. It's like, listen, no, that's um, hanging out at home. But I'm like, I get that. It's just me in a darkened, <laughs> dark apartment. Floor of a house. floor of a house. It's real nice. <laughs> like, I hope I have that room where I can set up all my records. And, yeah. And, you know, because it's, I remember once I low-key had a friend who was selling his house, and he was like, bless his heart, he was like, so you're not coming back, right? Because, like, you can have my house. Just like, right you house. can rent to own my house. Like, it was a nice house. It would have been, you know, like he was going to charge me more rent than I'm paying now type of thing. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done for a living when I got down there, but, um, it's like, it has to be a great house because at the end of the day, I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck there. Yeah. No transit. Nope. Any money I'm saving, if I want any sort of, you know, freedom to leave the place, I have to spend on a car. Cars are expensive. Cars are expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a dicey, it's a, it's a treacherous and I think you really need to look at, to walk. I think you really need to look at your life as well. Right. When I realized I was a homebody and I stayed <laughs> at home most of the time and that's what I like doing, I was like, I don't need to live in Toronto. I don't need to live in a big city. Like there's really I'm not taking advantage of it. The space. Someone else could use the space <laughs> because I just stay at home and watch Jane Austen movies. So there you go. And I mean every time I start to feel that way, I like go for a long walk on a beautiful spring day and go hang out at Cosmos and listen to records and talk to Hisa and like yeah. and I always end up having these moments where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm if I'm done with you yet. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. That was my last conundrum. That was the last one I had. I think that's, that's a good one to end That's a good one to end up with. Yeah. Optimism. Optimism. Feeling good. Feeling great. Girl, stop me up. Oh, oh yeah. Go. A little bit more. Let's see if I can Let's see if I can pour it. <laughs> There we go. Thank you, everyone, for everything. It's good, isn't it? Well, thanks, y'all. This has been Keep Down 100. It has been. Sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait, That's but it. it was. I hope it was well worth it. I think it was. I think it was 60%. Cheers. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Thank Jordan. You. Thank you for all those years ago saying, hey, we should do a podcast. Thank you for years later saying, <laughs> yes, we should do a podcast. Yeah, we should do a podcast. No, and I'm... then moving to Hamilton. <laughs> I look immediately after. But, and I mean, I'm kind of, I'm fucking around by saying that, but like, I don't discount, I don't not appreciate, I don't ignore, or not, it's not that I don't realize the effort that you put into to make this happen every week. And I'm very, very grateful that you do it. And I've said it, I've said it to y'all, I've said it to anybody who asks, like, this show does not happen without you. Like, Though I, I have to say, like, the one time I did edit the the podcast i did my best it was my first time the technology was weird the microphones were weird everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong but um the fact that you edit the show every single week and you do all the promotion for it and you do all of the stuff on twitter and facebook and everything it means a lot um and i really appreciate it thank you <laughs> 100 and, uh, so that has been Geek Down 100. 
Thank you so much for joining us, friends. Thank you. For the past 100 episodes, this has been an amazing little thing, thing we attempted. Uh, and to have it work out so well has been uh, awesome. Has been kind of unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you keep hanging with us. The we... next year, I think, is going to be a one that is transformative. It could be Prosecco talking, but I'm just saying. Probably the Prosecco talking. One last shot of Prosecco before we get out of here. Mm. Mm. On that note, thank you, friends. Twitter at GeekDownPod. Instagram at GeekDownPod. GeekDownPod at gmail.com or the Facebook group. Which is at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. We are going to get the hell out of here. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Jordan Theme song is by Rob Gasser. We'll be back here next week for the next 100 episodes of the YouTube Podcast. Drinking on this show was a good idea. <laughs> oh god! The thing is, I'm gonna do the cuts, and it's gonna be like normal red eyes flush. Like, no, it'll oh just god. be a slow progression. <laughs> <laughs> uh.